On this episode of Stone Philosophy Podcast, we sit down with the one and only Triple OG, Bruce Margolin. We checked in with Normal.org's LA director to get a look at the new 420 laws along with a little yogi philosophy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Novin Audio. From concert to compact, Novin Audio brings you custom audio sound for any of your production needs. NovinAudio.com for more information. And by Glass Rock Entertainment. Glass Rock specializes in music videos, film projects, documentaries, and promotional content. For more information, email info at glassrockentertainment.com. This episode is also brought to you by BBS Media. Photo flash focus record. BBS Media is the industry standard for all your multimedia projects. Also, a quick shout out to Red Moon Collective for that Paris OG. Remember to support your local dispensaries, especially when they hook you up. So, Bruce, what is the future of marijuana in California going to be like? You ask me what's the future, of course, none of us really know. But the prospects do not look encouraging for us as consumers and people concerned about the sacred herb. We have two different laws that pass for licensing in California. One is AB 266, that's Assembly Bill 266, that provides for the uh, licensing of marijuana uh, in all different, many categories. Now understand those laws were put in place, two reasons. One is Senate Bill 420, which was the laws we were working under, was a Senate bill that provided, it's, it, it flowed from the fact that we prop, when we passed Prop 215, the, um, the uh, Compassionate Use Act, this is back in the 90s. In 1996 it was. Uh, there was no provision for how you're going to get it. It said patients can grow and possess marijuana, but there was no basis in which how you're going to get, you, you get the first seed, where you're going to get the wheat from, etc. So um, I, amongst other people, I hustled these, these people in the, in, up in the assembly and Senate that we needed some legislation that would make the you know, give some provision to get it. So they passed Senate Bill 420, awesome. which was uh, very good for us in a lot of ways because number one, it provided for collectors and co-ops, meaning that patients could collectively grow marijuana yeah. or have create collectors or cooperatives, okay? And uh, beyond that, out of that grew the idea of dispensaries. Where are you going to dispense it? You might be a grower in a, in a garage or something, but you can't have people coming and going non-commercial zones. So then that developed into the dispensaries, which they saw as a necessary growth of the collectors and co-ops. And the law in the Senate Bill 420 provided, so it has to be a patient number one, the people that sell it and provide it, okay? And then of course the people that buy it. And so uh, that was fought well and good, but there was things that weren't exactly covered about how can you transport. So there was a number of cases that came down from the Court of Appeals. I'll give you one example of many, okay? This case was defendants convicted of having four ounces of marijuana in his car. He was driving it, and it was conceded by the court and everybody in the, in the whole team there that um, it was medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. But the court held that you can't transport medical marijuana except for your current medical needs because he said he kept it in his car because his mother didn't like it in the house. Of course, said, no, that's not legal. So cases like that were coming down all these last years, and I consider myself a cannabis expert, and others do as well. I produced a guide every last, for the last 20 years to tell people what the laws were, but basically they would come to my office and say, I just wish you were better before I got in trouble because most people don't bother. They don't understand the laws. Yeah. Not only do they don't understand the laws, 
but the courts don't even understand the laws in a lot of cases, and dirty DAs had their own view of them. And even Kamala Harris, who was then the, the Attorney General of California, who was supposed to write the guidelines to explain to the courts and people in the industry how to um, evaluate the laws, she said, you know what, I can't write the guidelines because I'm unsure about a few areas. Now we have this two reasons why the, uh, the state senate passed AB 266. One is the fact that these laws weren't working. Number two, there was no profit allowed, and that's, no, that's another area in which she was concerned about. And therefore, we weren't getting a piece of the action as the citizens weren't getting any taxes or anything, right? And beyond that, the federal government said, if you have robust regulation in your medical marijuana uh, states, we will basically stay out of your, your face, you know what I mean? And that's why Colorado, Oregon, and uh, Washington have been able to exist notwithstanding the federal laws. So what did AB 266 change for Californians that wasn't already in place with? Well, they gave them a license to do what they were doing uh, basically otherwise. They gave them a license to transport, license to sell, license to manufacture. You know, all those things were, were only protected, first of all, at the medical, and now with ALMA, the Adult Use Marijuana Act, Prop 64, it's also going to be legal. So what is the passage of that in this past election, what changes can we expect to see as Californians? The law's been in place since November 8th, all right? And since then, I personally had about 20 cases at least where people have serious marijuana offenses. It could be 2,000 plants or 100 pounds. I walk in there, make a motion, get it reduced to a misdemeanor, and walk out on, you know, hey. with a fine or at worst 30 days in custody, which you otherwise might have been facing three years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's happening so all over the world. You know, big win. And not only that, I have people in freaking custody, okay, that are serving three years in prison on a weed case because they made a lot of priors. Mm. And went to court, boom, judge releases them, have to, okay? Wow. So that's really a great feeling of success to see somebody get them, pull them right out of the freaking jail and make them free, okay? So that's huge. Number two or number three is, although they only legalized possession of an OZ, and uh, six plants, and everything you grow at your house you can have, that's also legal. You can have, I think, eight grams of hash, okay, legally. And you could you could drive around with an ounce of weed. You can give away an ounce of weed to anybody you want to. It's an ounce. Wow. Up to an ounce. The attorney or somebody else might just say, you know, I want to smoke a bun. It's legal, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's nice, right? Yeah. That's a huge difference. And then you can give away an ounce, you can travel an ounce, so it's, it's beautiful, right? You can right? travel with an ounce? You can travel with it. Everywhere, you know, or any, is it just anywhere. places that are no, recognized? I know people get on the airplane and stuff. The cops don't seem to be prosecuting anybody or the, or the you know, what really? they call it. I know who yeah. to call but, if but, they do. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's true. But they do if you got large quantities. I got well, people with 26 pounds or something like that. They don't yeah. like that kind of stuff. But an ounce, you can you can safely travel yes. from the place you no, have a license. But, but there's one thing about, uh, they, they want to have you, if you have marijuana in your vehicle, in actually in the passenger compartment, you know, or your driving compartment, they want it in a closed container for openers, okay? In the, the driving compartment. Yeah. They don't want you having vultures all over the freaking ashtray, okay? All right. Yeah, so okay. be responsible, yeah. be clean. Yeah. Then, you know, don't just recklessly have joints and, right. and blunts in the ashtray. Right. Keep yeah. them stowed. Just be responsible. You got to have, gotta have a closed container is what the law is. No. Can I smoke in my car? Smoking in, unlic in unlicensed public sites 
It's a hundred dollar ticket unless it's licensed, okay? Okay. Unlicensed have, areas. Now we hope they get licensing for things like outdoors events, mm -hmm. licensing for my four twenty yoga classes, okay? And you know, these licenses the licensing haven't been offered yet. This is what so I'm in the talking. same way alcohol licenses get. Yes, uh -huh, exactly okay. my thing. Awesome. Now they also it says that when you smoke where tobacco is also banned, then it's a two hundred fifty dollar ticket potential. Okay, so they don't want you with to smoke. tobacco. The one thing I don't like about the law, it says you can't smoke in public, basically. All right. Yeah. Okay. Which is yeah, you know, I don't think that's happening. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you go up the mountain, you take a talk, who's who gives a shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it should have been limited. Yeah, but if of course, it's unlicensed, you should be fine with it. Yeah, but understand these laws that they tried to pass on Prop sixty four, they were. They were trying to make it so that the public would vote for the friggin' thing, okay? So everything is compromised. It's a compromise in this world, as you know, right? Mm -hmm. So that's probably why they put things like that and made that illegal. Contingency. The problem is people 18 to 20, they're not, they're not on game in this situation, they're not protected. Why? Unfortunately, although I try to promote that 18-year-olds should be treated the same as adults, they are for the freaking criminal courts, right? Mm -hmm. They got to go to war, right? I mean, look yeah. out. But no way, Jose. I guess they were concerned about the public saying that they don't want people that young, you know, dealing with this, the herb. Now, I agree in some sense in my experience in having four children and being around the block a few times myself. Yeah. It seems to me that people do not smoke early in their lives they to do better. On, on a development level. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I started smoking at like 15. Oh, there's a bad example, you see. <laughs> I think most people, when they, get, when they get introduced to it, they're younger than 21. But I, f yeah. I feel like in, in a lot of levels, you should be like a developed adult. Yeah, but I think I have a degree, it. too. I mean, you could talk and smoke, but someone sits around all day legs and just puffing. There's circumstances. Yeah, it's, it's a plant. That's a problem. It definitely helped me. Well, I would say. I'm not hey. complaining, but you probably did it in a way that's not overly done. You probably went to school yeah. every day. You I still, did. You know, <laughs> but some kids will get into it where they just sit around and talk all day that. long. I mean, that's what I do now. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, the bottom line is this, is that uh, that means they can still face time in jail. They can grow up to six plants instead of facing prison before. They got a $100 ticket, okay? But over 18, and you possess more than an ounce, it should be six months, it's still six months potential $500 fine. And if you possess excess uh, amounts of, of concentrate, it's still six months or $500 fine. If you grow more than six plants, it's been reduced from 16 months, two or three years in prison to six months in jail, okay? Mm -hmm. Maximum. So it's been a reduction. Yeah, and the possession with intent to sell, six months in jail. And transport a giveaway over an ounce, six months. Sell, sell cannabis without a license, six months. How much do they consider intent to sell? That's always like a... Well, that's one of the pissing matches we have in court all day long. What's, mm. what's for sale, okay? Mm. Guy's driving over the, a pound. He said, hey, it's my personal use. Yeah, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, smoke a lot. Like, what do you mean? And then, but they, if it's bagged up in a bunch of baggies, and he's got some paid old seats, some cash on them, or a scale in the back seat, they're gonna say, the cops are going to say, in our experience, yeah. we believe it's for sale. So there's no real, like, it's not an eighth, it's not what they would consider no. more than an ounce. No, it's no. just if you're it's stuck circumstances. with scales. It's gotcha. circumstances. Gotcha. Mm. You know? Keep it, it clean out there, people. Yeah, and so the bottom line is, he's driving around with a scale, and you got a bunch of cash on, you got it all wrapped yeah. up in little, in, little, in little baggies, you got packaging material, not cool, okay? Mm. That's what they get you. And so possession for sale used to be a big problem for us, okay? Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, because you would be facing a uh, state prison, okay? 
and now it's only six months if you're over 18 you don't face prison any longer for those charges which okay. is huge that's why I'm telling you when I go to court now not only the real, real good part about this thing is that it's retroactive meaning if you've been convicted mm -hmm. for possession for sale how many people have thousands hundreds of thousands since 1915 first arrest in California yeah. that's how long it was there's been probably 100,000 people every year almost and that's probably millions of people have been convicted so what does that mean First of all, if it's a third offense for the same thing, yeah. then you no longer um, qualify for the reduction to, to a misdemeanor, but the reduction to a wobbler. Wobbler. A wobbler means the type of offense that can be either charged as a misdemeanor or charged as a, a, as a felony. Based on circumstances, I'm assuming. Well, it's up to the DA, basically, but gotcha. you can earn a misdemeanor. If you get a victim of a felony, you can still earn a misdemeanor, okay? But you see, you know, one thing everybody watch out, sales involving minors under the age of 18, three to seven years. Damn. Don't fuck no bitch that fucking with your dog, that law. If you come up, don't forget about your dog, that law. I'm a street nigga, so it's fuck the law. If you broke nigga, that should be against the law. Fuck no bitch that fucking with your dog, that law. If you come up, don't forget about your dog, that law. I'm a street nigga, so it's fuck the law. If you broke nigga, that should be against Unfortunately, the latest... Um coming out of Congress is they concluded that they're going to remain Schedule One, even CBDs. That, what does that, that mean, a Schedule One CBD? That means it's not recognized to have medicinal purposes at all. It's still unlawful under federal law because they're sticking to it, and that's what really sucks, right? You know, finally bite the bullet and say, yeah, we know it's a medicine, and everybody's using it, and our congressmen are talking about their children or people that have been healed by it, and they're still, you know, still fighting the battle. So that's not so good. And then we have Jeff Sessions appointed, uh, apparently, by our new well, president. Well, he hasn't been appointed yet. Assuming yeah. that he is appointed. I gave you one anecdotal um, thing I heard about what he said. And he was talking about the Ku Klux Klan. He said, supposedly, that, you know, I'd be a member myself, but for the fact that they smoke marijuana. Come on, son. Yeah. <laughs> he said that? He, yeah, he said that in the 80s um, when he was being considered for a federal judge position and someone Yikes. testified that Yikes. he made that comment. It was... Well, that's it's hearsay. Someone said he said it. There was no proof he said it. Hearsay. I, I mean, it was enough to wow. get him not confirmed. But it's, it's kind of funny because now he's on the Senate panel that yeah. rejected him. In. Well, you're ahead of it, as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. I mean, to keep, keep track of what's going on at the federal level and the state level. And the, but on, a level on a federal level, obviously, everybody sees that there's a certain number of states, I think about 20 now, that are either medical or otherwise legalized. I just always pray for the best and hope for the best, you know. That there will not be a big shakeup of the marijuana laws throughout these states. I think maybe the feds will stay out of our states because they've been talking on that level, these Republicans about states' rights. I mean, it would seem to me that this is the perfect example of when states' rights should take place, and I'm hopeful that they will maintain this steady course of staying out of, out of the business of marijuana pro, um, prosecutions. As a matter of fact, recently had a ruling in Northern California by Judge Breyer, who's the brother of the Supreme Court Justice, who ruled that because the, the DEA has been uh, cut out of 
the monies that they can't prosecute cases involving at least medical marijuana. So that's very important to us. And I think that uh, that vein will continue to go because even some of the red states are medical now, even Florida, for example, other states like that. Yeah. So Colorado, like, a, was that a good beta test well, for Colorado, everybody? Colorado to... was great for us. I mean, first of all, I, I keep saying before in, in, uh, in arguments about. Uh, why we should pass it? I can assure you that, you know, dogs aren't being ha going to have starting kittens, and cats aren't going to start having puppies. And Colorado is an example of that. Now, nothing really changed very much, except they are collecting um, taxes. They're very happy about that. Our school system is doing a lot better. They got scholarships. Like they have marijuana scholarships now. Like that. I thought that was amazing. Well, the, my point is that things got better from the legalization. And all these naysayers are saying how dangerous it was and how you could have so many accidents and all that stuff. There's no, there's no information that I have that justifies that argument, okay? There's no boogeyman anymore, now you see profits. The point is, yes, the fact that these states, like you said, like Colorado um, passed it, it was a very good, as you say, beta test for us. I would suggest that we should match the laws almost as close as possible. Yeah. Still, they have the same kind of rules we have in many instances, for instance, local control. To me, I'm kind of shocked to find that the counties and, and cities have so much power in it, and I see that, that in this case it was very detrimental to us because they had that right to say what's going to go on as far as dispensaries and co-ops and collectives. What's going to happen in the future? I continue to think that we're going to continue have a, 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 all across the country more legalization, more medical um, provisions of marijuana use throughout the country. Do you think that we might have a Congress that would be finally willing to change marijuana laws. They want one thing, they want to stay in power and they want to, and they want people to continue to vote for themselves personally, okay? And I think, as you can see from the passage of these laws, that um, if any winner was this last election, it was marijuana. As the, as the citizens see that the regulation is in place and that they see that the changes that result seem like a benefit to the community, it's going to continue to grow, it's not dangerous, it does have medical value, and I think that the Fed can't ignore that. Have you tried it yet? I've tried it now that it's legal, I finally tried it, you know, and I gotta tell wow. you, it was <laughs> <laughs> it's, anyway, I'm, I'm joking of course, I've been awesome. down for the herb for, since I started my practice and, and I'm t totally a believer in, it, in its properties as being a spiritual um, herb that's Among given to us things. by the Lord Shiva, mm -hmm. I'm down for it, okay, I think it's the most Precious, one of the most precious things that we have on this earth, history, and uh, has proven that to be true when it comes to human yeah, beings. Yeah, you know? me? Makes food better, makes everything better. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm just pointing out the fact that it's something that uh, mankind has always had in his um, in environment. The two things they say when you look back at the history of man. One is dogs, and number two is you'll see marijuana, okay? Dogs yeah, and marijuana. Yeah, dogs and marijuana have been, you know, man's best friends, okay? Yeah. And so uh, beyond that, so um, it's, it's a spiritual uh, experience as well, which is one thing, something I'm trying to promote now with my new <coughs> 420yoga.com. Uh-oh. And I'm putting together. And what's that? Tell uh -oh. us about it. It's good to talk about the spiritual aspects of the earth, yeah. you know, and what it's, where it stems from, and the Chilambabas in, in India, and the people that have been using it there for thousands of years, and why, you know, and explain to people there's more than just a party hardy. It's also... Obviously, it's got a lot of qualities for medicinal purposes and maintaining uh, uh, good health. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's a spiritual experience. In particular, when you're talking about marijuana in the context of 
the beliefs of the Eastern philosophy, for example. And, and that's in my own story. I would know no Orthodox Hindu would say it's right. I don't know, but I'll just give you what I, what my sense of it is. In the philosophy of Indians, there's three different aspects of God. Okay, one is that it's basically Hindu philosophy. One is Brahma, the Creator. That's the unknown. That's the unseen force of life force. Okay, Vishnu, the Preserver, and then Shiva, the Destroyer. Shiva? And, yeah, Shiva, you've heard That's of the one with six arms. Yeah, and so you see Shiva depicted as a, as a sadhu holding a chillum, which is a little, mm. little, a little... I know what a chillum is. Chillum, <laughs> hey, hey. So People say that Lord Shiva is a destroyer, okay? Mm. And p people see, well, they think that's destruction of death, fire, all that stuff that happens to people, you know? But really, what they're talking about, the destroyer, is what Shiva destroys is the ego. The ego. And in the case where we're smoking the sacred herb, which is my beliefs, this is the manifestation of Shiva itself on earth. Just like they say that money is the manifestation of the goddess poverty. Bars. This is the manifestation of Shiva. This is mm. God informed. And you see when you take a talk or smoke a midnight joke with your bros, yeah. how immediately you have a different rapport with them, right? Your ego is faded away a little bit, you're more in the now and you're more in the present. That's Lord Shiva, that's what Shiva does. He, he destroys mm -hmm. the ego. That's why I'm down for Shiva. I'm down for, I'm down for the earth because it's a spiritual experience. Shout out it to It brings Lord you closer Shiva. to God when you're not so yeah. self-identified. I'm with it. For more news and episodes, find us online at stonephilosophy.com. Or subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes at Stoned Philosophy Podcast.